Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 43. Today, I'm talking all about how to navigate relationships as an entrepreneur. I think it's something a lot of us struggle with, but very few of us actually talk about. So whether we're talking about our spouse or a partner, our family and friends, or even our community or competition in our own industries, it is so important that we shed a light on such a serious matter and have some fun while we do it. So without further ado, let's dive Dive on into number 43. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. This episode of the Gold Digger Podcast is sponsored by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is the management software that I use to stay organized, manage invoices, get paid, and give every client an elevated, unforgettable experience. HoneyBook is offering 20% off exclusively for Gold Digger listeners. Just go to honeybook.com slash gold digger to get started and get your life back today. Hey friends, Jenna Kutcher here, and today I'm so excited to use this episode on the Gold Digger podcast and talk about something that I feel isn't talked about enough, and that's how to navigate relationships as an entrepreneur. Now, it's something we don't talk about much, but it's also something that's so utterly critical to our success. And if we're really being honest, a lot of us struggle with relationships. Yep, I'm talking nitty gritty relationship, whether it's with a spouse, family, friends, even your direct competition in your industry. Relationships can get really tricky to navigate when you decide to be a dream chaser and take risks. So today I want to share some of the things that I've learned in my six years of entrepreneurship and hopefully shed a light on something that a lot of us are walking through alone. And while I'll likely relate a lot of this to my husband, Drew, I'll be sharing things that are going to help you with any relationship as you start writing your own entrepreneurial story. 
So the first thing I want to share is that it's okay to ask for support. So when you decide to take a leap towards your dreams, you might experience some serious pushback, maybe a lot of doubt and definite questions about uncertainty. Please know that it's likely your friends and family and they're looking out for you, but also be ready to defend your decisions. I know it's scary to make bold moves or to step out on your own, but here's the thing. When you let people know that you're going after this, regardless of if they think it's the best decision for you, they will get behind you. And if they don't, they might not be people that are worth wasting your breath trying to convince. So don't be afraid to communicate how your friends and family can support your decisions. Now, for me, I remember when I first talked to my parents about leaving my salary and benefits in order to pursue this job full time. They were afraid. You know, they said like, Jenna, what are you doing? You went to school for your job. You are working at an awesome company and you're ready to just leave it all because you bought a $300 camera on Craigslist and you want to make a go at it. I use that doubt to really fuel my fire and to use it as a means to push me to make a go at this. It's also so important that you communicate the steps that you're taking in order to make this leap of faith, because a lot of times to people on the outside looking in, it looks like you're just making a rash decision. But the truth is, if you've really been working hard at this, if you've been laying it all out and really crunching numbers and understanding what that decision will look like for your life, you're probably more prepared than what they think. So once I explained to my parents, hey, here's what my plan is. I'm not leaving my corporate job until I've matched my salary. This is what it's going to look like. Once I leave, I have a full year to figure out how to make this go for another year. And I explained all the steps that we've taken in order to make sure that this isn't just a crazy decision. It was one that would likely pay off. And boy, did it ever. The next thing that really helps when it comes to relationships is knowing how to set very clear boundaries. One of the best pieces of advice I can give is to be able to set clear boundaries and to stick to them. Now, I've witnessed so many people who have put their relationships on the back burner in order to pursue their dreams. And heck, I am super guilty of this one. When I had zero semblance of work-life balance, it definitely negatively impacted my relationships from working on family weekends to editing images when I'm in the presence of friends to ignoring Drew and his needs because I had just one more email or just one more post to get through. If you can somehow create a way to keep work at work or to have actual business hours, it is going to save your relationships and save you stress. Now, of course, you have to be flexible, but being attached to your business 24-7 and not your partner can make them feel like second fiddle. I mean, you likely started chasing these dreams so that you could be more present and more free, but a lot of times it's easy to make your business your life instead of crafting your life around your business. So when I first started, I was working my full-time job plus doing this side hustle in order to make this dream turn into a full-time position. And I can be honest and say that I was not present at all. I mean, I almost don't even remember those years because I was working 50 hours at my corporate gig, coming home, working nights and weekends, trying to make this all work. 
And the truth is, is that that hustle period was necessary in order to get my business to grow as fast as it did. But it also came at some major expenses. I didn't go to the cabin for the summer. I rarely saw my family. Date nights weren't even a thing on our radar. I also was always present within my business and not necessarily present in relationships. So getting notifications on my phone, which would, you know, take me down the rabbit hole of checking email at 10 p.m. or responding to Facebook messages right the second I woke up. So I've really tried so hard to take some steps in order to make sure that relationships are coming first, like not getting notifications to my phone or leaving my computer at home so that I'm not even tempted to edit any images or respond to any emails. Drew and I also have a rule that we have to leave our phone in the glove box when we go on date night so that we can fully be present with each other. And whenever I do this, I'm just reminded at how non-urgent so many things are. And yet, as entrepreneurs, our deepest desire is to feel needed and to feel efficient. And so a lot of times we'll create this sense of urgency around things that truly can wait. If you're the kind of person that is responding to emails at 8 p.m. at night or 10 p.m. or even midnight, you're setting that expectation with your clients that they're going to be responded to no matter what hour they're reaching out to you. I have really gotten into the practice of letting my clients know what our office hours are that were in the office Monday through Friday. And I've also started to protect my phone number a lot more than I used to in the past because one text message could send me into this frenzy of stress and this need to get something done, even if it wasn't totally urgent. I think it's so important to remember that you are not responsible for putting out other people's fires. So if they're leaving things till the last minute or if they're reaching out to you desperately needing something, it's not necessarily your job to put out that fire. You can get back to them when you are in the office and chances are your business is not going to crumble if you do that and if you create that sort of balance. And so setting boundaries within your business and your life and making them known And also just holding yourself to them and having your partner or your family hold you to them. Oh, that can change absolutely everything. The next critical step when it comes to navigating relationships as an entrepreneur is inviting people on your journey. It feels weird, doesn't it? Like thinking about your college roommate or your sister reading your posts as you're attempting to navigate how the heck a business owner is supposed to share their passions. I mean, honestly, when you're thinking about taking your passion and turning it into profits, it feels really uncomfortable. I remember cringing as I would write up posts trying to gain even the littlest bit of traction on my business. But you know what I realized? If my own family and friends weren't in on my journey and supporting it, why would strangers be? If I'm too afraid to share my biggest and boldest dreams, if I'm too scared to put out into the universe what I am doing and what I hope to make my living, how in God's name are strangers going to turn into clients? Yes, it feels uncomfortable. Good things come from outside of your comfort zone. But don't be afraid to share your story with your friends and family, whether it's through social media or an email list or blogging. It honestly, it helps people know what you're doing. It lets them in on your biggest goals and it invites them to celebrate milestones with you along the way. 
Each day I would try to tell Drew something awesome that happened in my business, even if he didn't fully understand it, so that he could back me up and celebrate with me, no matter how small of a celebration it was. He didn't need to come home and hear every single little detail of what I did, but I was always trying to give him a glimpse into my life and business. We would celebrate every little thing from being published in a magazine to booking a new wedding. And what I learned is that it's so important to invite your friends and family into your journey so that you have your own little cheering section. Because when the going gets tough and it's going to get tough at some point, it's really important to have those people in your life that can celebrate the highs and come alongside of you for the lows. When you start to invite people on your journey, when you start to put these things out into the world and give them energy and give them legs to run, it can really change things. And what I've noticed and what I went through as my own entrepreneurial struggle was that I was afraid to even tell people that I wanted to be a photographer. I was afraid to even express those big God dreams that were on my heart. And once I started to actually share them and tell people about them and post about them, I started to realize that people were rallying around me. People that I might not have even spoken to in years, they would send clients to me or they would share my posts or they would like what I was doing. And while that all might feel small, it might just be the thing that takes your dream and turns it into a lucrative business. So never, never be afraid to invite people on your journey. The next thing I learned was all about how you communicate your needs. So have you ever let the stress of your business bubble over into your relationship? Yeah, I thought so. I used to let one little thing that happened in my business impact my life and lesson learned it's not fun. I've gotten a lot better at actually communicating my needs to Drew to let him know what's going on in my business, how he can help or what he can do if anything, or just asking him to pray with me because some weeks I need a lot of prayer. Now, when we go into busy weeks, I let him know well in advance that I'm going to need extra help around the house, whether it's keeping the dogs quiet or making dinner, even just being my personal wine man. But it's totally helped me to block off scheduled dates so that we aren't both in a crazy busy season at the same time. And it allows us to support each other. And just taking a step back to compartmentalize work and life helps us save us ourselves from the stress of letting them intermingle and mix. So what I used to really suck at is I would get a bad email or something would be wrong and I would just let that bubble over. So the second Drew came into the house, I was crabby or unavailable or just poured into my work so much so that I didn't even acknowledge him. And I've really learned to just take a step away, drop the screens, close the computer and communicate what's going on. Because it's so hard to separate your business and your life, especially when you're passionate about what it is that you're doing. And so if you have a partner in crime that you're doing the day to day with, it's so important to learn how you can communicate what it is you need them to do, or at least humble yourself enough to just ask them to support you through whatever it is that is going on. There are going to be days, weeks, maybe even months where you just want to quit and you need those people to know how they can support you through those times, hopefully before they hit. 
the next biggest lesson that I learned, especially when it comes to navigating relationships, is that everything has a season. I've started to look at my business and relationships as seasons. So for everything, there's a season. And we definitely go through seasons of harvest and seasons of planting. And it kind of sounds hilarious, I know, but it's true. Over the years, we've really learned how to work with each other's schedules and we've majorly adjusted to both of us working from home. We've gone through so many ebbs and flows when it comes to income and profits, when it comes from hustling to periods of rest. And especially when you're working together, it can feel like you're going through every little thing together. But it's important to understand that everything is cyclical. It goes in seasons. So for us, now that Drew works from home, we wake up together, we work out together, we eat lunch together, we set goal times, be finished for the night, and then we watch TV together and read in bed before we go to sleep. But we've also tried to create separation. So we generally work in different rooms of the house to give each other some space and actually give each other the opportunity to miss one another. And then we'll come together at the end of the day, have dinner, hang out with the dogs. And at the end of the night, we'll do a devotional together and just really try to be honest, talk about the things that we're thankful for and come together as a couple outside of work. So compartmentalizing our business and our marriage, which is so much harder than it sounds. But we recognize that there are seasons and there are definite seasons of hustle and seasons of rest. And we really try to come together in both of those to support each other, but also to make sure that our marriage is always first, no matter what sort of season we are in. Another tough thing when it comes to navigating relationships, and I think that this isn't talked about enough, is dealing with competition. Now, if you ever scroll social media or you've had friends in the industry that have burned you, I want you to listen up. Navigating relationships like that as an entrepreneur is one of the hardest things to do. I have had a lot of friends in the industry who I felt have gone against me or spoken ill of me. I've had a lot of people become friends because they want something from you or they want to be recognized as attached to you. I've had a lot of people approach me just to get to be a part of our brand or try to get us to promote them, whatever that looks like. And Relationships can get really hard as an entrepreneur. A lot of times we feel like we owe other people things. A lot of times we have, quote, dear friends that show up when they need us. But what I've really learned is that it's really important to believe in your heart of hearts that community always will trump competition, but also set up standards to guard your heart. Now, I've had people in my life where... Following them on social media is a struggle. For some reason, my heart is just having a hard time celebrating their successes. And that comes back on me. That's nothing on them. That's on me. And when I notice that trickling in or that happening, I always challenge myself to check my heart. What is it about this person or what they're doing that is really making me jealous or compare ourselves? And what is lacking in my life that is really causing me to stumble over what this relationship could be. A lot of times it has to do with these desires deep within our hearts that we're too afraid to communicate. And a lot of times it just comes from pure jealousy. 
And those things are such ugly things. And again, we don't talk about it enough. But what I've done over the years is I've really set clear boundaries. To me, I would rather have a few close friends in my industry than try to be connected to everyone. I will try to sit down and have coffee with people that I love within my industry where I know we can have honest conversations and those conversations will stay between us. And I've also tried so hard to raise up leaders within our industry and to get behind people who I can confidently celebrate in their success because I know the work that they're putting into it. Along with that, I think that it's really important to be very cautious and careful about what you are ingesting. If you are looking at other people's work and it's making you feel less than, or if you are having a hard heart towards people you're following on social media, it's okay to curate your life in a way that is going to raise you up. It's on you. It's not on them. It's not their fault. And it's all your fault. And that's okay. I've had people that I've had to unfollow on social media, even though I love them, because it was on me. Something was going on in my life. I know after we miscarried, I had a really hard time watching certain people navigate their pregnancy. And it wasn't that I was angry that they were experiencing such beautiful things. It was really just hard because it was a reminder of what wasn't happening in my life. And so if you've ever experienced something like that within your industry or your group of friends, I want for you to understand that it's likely not you the problem. It's something in their life. And all you can do is pray for them, pray for their heart. And I think that, again, it's something that we don't talk about. And with the community over competition movement, which is such a beautiful movement, it's important that we make sure that our intentions are pure and that when we are connecting with others, it is because we genuinely want to foster a community. The next piece about fostering relationships as an entrepreneur is really focusing on how to take actual time off. You need to rest and rest together with the people you love most, whether that looks like taking a vacation, a weekend away, just shutting your computer actually down and leaving it down for some time. A lot of times we feel like we can't do things like set up an autoresponder and we can't commit to taking a step away, but there's something absolutely freeing. And I want for you to actually trust yourself that you've built something that cannot crumble in a week or two weeks time. In order to be your best self for your business and your relationships, it's so important that you're taking time off, that you're resting, that you're enjoying other people's company, and that you're fully present in that. Two years ago, I wrote down goals for the year and I didn't just write down business goals. I wrote down personal and relational goals. And I remember writing down setting aside more time for my family actual time where I'm present, where I'm not stuck behind a screen or, you know, vigorously typing on my iPhone. I wanted to really make them feel loved. I wanted to grace them with my presence. I wanted to let them see that they were a priority over my business. And in those last two years, I've done some really awesome things with my family, things that I wouldn't trade for the world. I went to Europe with my mom and sister. We also went to Greece as the three of us. Drew and I took a month off in Hawaii together. We spent many weekends at the cabin, which thankfully has zero cell service so that I'm not even tempted to hop on my computer or my phone. 
I've also went to Finland with my grandparents and took time to just be present with them. And it's just been such a blessing to see. And I look back at those beginning years of my business and realize that my business was my baby. And there wasn't anything necessarily wrong with that. But I realized that I was often telling people I was too busy. I was too busy to get coffee or go out to lunch or hit up happy hour or go home for a weekend. And I wrote a blog post a few years ago that said, I'm sorry if I've ever told you I was too busy because I never want people to think that I'm too busy to pour into our relationship. Navigating relationships as an entrepreneur is hard. You're going to face adversity. You're going to face people that doubt you. Maybe even your spouse is questioning what you're trying to do or not understanding why you need to invest in this dream of yours. Maybe it's the people that you love most that are really wondering if you're actually going to make a go at this. If you could truly make it as an entrepreneur. I want to tell you this. You can do it. Let your success silence their questions. Let those questions be fuel to your fire to know that you can go out and make a go at this. I never want you to live life with regrets or what ifs or wondering if you really could have done this and made it work. I know when I started my photography business at the age of 23 and I put in my two weeks notice at a job that I'd worked so hard to get. I knew within my soul that even if the worst thing happened and it didn't work out, that I would still be proud of myself for trying. If I could go back and tell that 23-year-old self what she would build over the next few years, I don't think she would believe it. But there is something within me that knew, that knew that I was called to do something different than punch a time clock day in and day out. There is something within me that knew I wasn't meant to spend my life in a windowless office working for someone else. And there is something within me that knew I had the power and the capacity and the potential to change other people's lives. And if I didn't make a go at it, then I don't know if I ever would have. So if you're waiting for a sign or you're really struggling with a relationship or you're really just having to push past the doubt and the fear, I want for you to really listen to this. If I can do it, so can you. I promise you, I'm not extra special. I started this business in a village of 1,200 people, six hours away from my hometown with zero connections. But I slowly started putting that dream out there and leaving the breadcrumbs to the bigger calling that I was chasing. And I started to invite other people in on this journey, just like you here on the podcast. And I started to share the little successes, no matter how small they were, so that others could come around and rally and support and get excited. And day after day, I was able to wake up and do the things that I felt called to do, the things that I love the most, and I wouldn't change any of it for the world. So if today you're questioning it all or you're wondering if you're really cut out to do this, the answer is yes. I want for you to always put people first when you really focus on serving people and really getting to the heart of changing lives, no matter what kind of product or service you offer. 
when you really look at the heart of the people that you're serving and focus on showing up for them, the biggest things are going to happen in your life. It might take a little time to get people's buy-in. It might take a little convincing. Heck, maybe just your success is going to be the thing that silenced the haters. But whatever that looks like for you, I want for you to go out and do that because you only have one shot at this whole thing. And I know that you are not one to waste that shot. So gold diggers, until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals and remember to always put people first. I challenge you today to reach out to five people who have impacted your life positively and to send them a little note of thanks and gratitude. It will change everything. And as Grandpa Sulo says, having an attitude of gratitude is a way of life. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time, you gold digging dream chaser you. <laughs>